There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Yes, yes. Welcome into another edition of the Tim McKernan Show on the Inside STL Podcast Network from the HomeLoanExpert.com studios. I am your host, Timothy Michael McKernan, alongside the great producer, Joe, who is on the Mark Hanna of Evergreen Wealth Strategies phone lines. Uh, hello, producer Joe. Hello. What are you on, like, a, are you on a satellite delay? <laughs> Well, I'm trying to I'm trying to mute my phone as much as possible so that you don't pick up all the background noise. You're a gentleman, sir. You're a wise, wise broadcast veteran, a savvy one, and also in the HomeLoanExpert.com studios along with me and and Gangster Pete, who's on the ones and twos, is G Unit. Hello, G Unit. Hello, Tim and Joe. Uh, G Unit, uh, producer Joe. We shocked the world in week. Uh, well, I guess it's week eight of college football and week seven of the NFL. So we'll call it week seven and a half. Uh, and that's because producer Joe went five and one G unit went four and two, and I went five and one for a combined record of 14 and four and had Justin Tucker hit an extra point. Perhaps we all could have been five and one and we all would have gone undefeated on our locks. And all of a sudden, maybe this pick six podcast could get a few followers and a few less faders. But alas, Justin Tucker misses an extra point. G-Unit, your thoughts. It cost you your lock. It cost you going 5-1. and one, And I hear tell it might have cost you even more for unnamed sources. That was a really tough loss, Tim. And I don't want to get into exactly how uh, bad of a loss it was. But uh, So Justin Tucker had never missed an extra point. That's right, that's right. And the best kicker in the history of football percentage-wise. That, is that right? So, had he made that, I feel great in overtime. I mean, at home but, with the best kicker. Oh, here comes producer Joe. The Banny Rooster Fest begins. But, but what was your number that you got that game at? Did you you had it at three, right, for a push? You know what? I did have it at three in this contest. Uh, in a different okay. contest it where it cost half, me it a lot more money. What, what'd you say? What'd you say, Joe? It was it was two and a half in real life, and so I. Uh, I, 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 I sort of feel your pain on a personal level. I just I thought you had it at three in the contest, so you would have pushed. If you know, you, we still need to. We're starting to do the, mental, the mathematical gymnastics of how are we going to get to a cover here. That's a pretty good point. So maybe uh, I would have been four and one instead of five and one, but I would have taken it. Don't ruin my flow, producer Joe. And I'm <laughs> flowing like crazy. Either way, for as bad as we've been uh, to have that kind of week, that is a. Uh, that is a nice run. Just like if we would have gone four and 14, we would have been uh, pointing out just how historically bad that is. So our records now, after a great week for everybody, uh, producer Joe is uh, at 23 and 25, which isn't horrible. You know, I mean, it's not where you want to be. You're below 500, but realistically, uh, being around 500 isn't the worst thing in the world. Two and six on the locks, that still is horrible. Uh, G unit is at 21 and 25. Uh, I know you'd like that to be better. That's 45.7% against the spread, 2 and 5 on the locks. Horrible. And I have now got to 25 and 21, which is approaching that benchmark that we strive for. 
uh, of 55% against the spread to be profitable. And now three and four on my locks of the week. And so uh, maybe we've got a little momentum here. Of course, you, you remember the last time I said something like that, I was calling you from Las Vegas. You had just gone on a heater in the NFL. And then that began what was a death spiral for about three weeks. Yeah, that was that was really bad. And it's going to be tough to get out of that hole. I'm experiencing a really uh, tough day. Four and two, that's a good week. Yeah. But I broke down some of these numbers, Tim. What do you uh, have? What are you, you going to like provide a, a reason why your numbers aren't as bad as they look? Well, for one, we're getting forced to pick these Mizzou games, and none of them have jumped out at me. So, so what am I in, in those games? Two and seven? Or you look, two you and look five? at me yeah. as if I would gather that data. <laughs> why don't you look at your cohort and your alliance? So I think I'm about five. I, Pete. I think I might be 19 and 20 without these Mizzou games, or 20 and 20, whatever so it would this be. Conven- this is very yeah, producer. This is very producer. I might Joe be here. less very under producer. 500. And now producer Joe, <laughs> lacking self awareness, will attack you for being very producer Joe. Well, listen, no, I mean, if G-Unit's going to make that claim, it's not as though Tim and I have been doing fucking cartwheels to pick the Missouri <laughs> game. Everybody, like this, hate having to pick the game. I don't like it whatsoever, but we're all dealing with the same circumstances. It's not as though G-Unit's the only one that has to pick the Missouri game, and then you and I just get to do whatever we want. I mean, we're all dealing with the same circumstances. G-Unity makes a fair point. I mean, he does. That's true. It. No, you're doing better under those circumstances that were forced into. Well, you're getting luckier, I would say. I mean, Oh, wow. But wow, wow, wow. You threw out the L word. But back to the numbers. My NFL How are we getting luckier, is, is way ahead of 50. My college is way below, which is odd because I'm going to spread it around equally th- this week, and I should But how are you getting luckier on the Missouri game? Well, no, we're saying, I mean, we're, we're all admitting that we, we don't like one team or the other almost every week. Well, one of my issues with Missouri, and, and, and Gangster Pete and I were talking about this before we started recording, is just the odd reporting on Emmanuel Hall's health. So I don't know weird. what's going on. And then, like, the Tiger Board people are like, he's dealing with the death of his father. I, I No, I totally understand that, but they're talking about him being ready for Kentucky, and, like, we'll see. And then I saw Gabe, we were recording this on Thursday, tweeted this morning, it's to be determined whether or not he plays against Kentucky, but it doesn't look good. And I'm telling you, like a few weeks ago, it's like, yeah, I think he's going to play against South Carolina, and then all of a sudden he doesn't play. I mean, it's just, I can't figure it out. And I value Emmanuel Hall quite a bit, and that's why I thought when we looked at the Missouri number for the first time on Sunday night of it being six and then moving up to seven, I thought a lot of that was based on Hall returning. And now it, I'm ba- I'm going to base my pick off of him not returning this week, and I just can't figure out why it's so difficult to to get a, I mean, if, if he if he's up in the air now, then he sure as hell wasn't up in the air against South Carolina to even travel to Columbia East. So I, so the Missouri thing has been tough for that reason, and then also there's been weather variants, B- bigger weather variants. Like in particular, the Wyoming game was one. The South Carolina game was one. Um, I loved being able to take Alabama against Missouri. I mean, we would have been able to do that if we didn't force Missouri, but I loved that game. It certainly didn't play out as much of a blowout as I thought it would have been. Um, so, uh, and I guess I was the only one on Missouri last week against Memphis, if I'm not mistaken, both of you guys were on Memphis. And, and the, and the truth on that one is if we're going to talk about Emmanuel Hall's injury being a factor, then you have to talk about Henderson not being around for three quarters of the game for Memphis. I mean, that's a real element of change for that offense, which similar to Kentucky doesn't have the greatest quarterbacking. So G unit is filing a protest. It sounds like that we have to pick the Missouri game. We will be doing that again here for our week uh, eight and a half, I guess it is, of uh, the Pick 6 podcast, which we're now starting to get, you know, a little traction here. I guess overall we are uh, almost exactly 500 when you count up all of our picks. We are almost exactly 500 total. We're two games under 500. That is what we are. Uh, So 
Uh, Ryan Kelly makes the podcast possible. He's online at thehomeloanexpert.com. If you're on board with the podcast, we have new interviews every Sunday night. Uh, we have uh, questions from the audience every Wednesday, and we have the pick six that goes up every Thursday. Hell, I'm open to doing more. Got a suggestion for a podcast. I'm open to doing it. Uh, and uh, that's all on Tim McKernan's show, and it's all from the thehomeloanexpert.com studios. If you're looking to buy a home or refinance, make sure you go to the thehomeloanexpert.com. Had somebody text into TMA this morning and said they emailed just kind of a basic mortgage question yesterday, and Ryan Kelly himself got back to the person. That kind of gives you an idea of the customer service you're going to get there. Plus, you'll save money. It's the thehomeloanexpert.com. Ryan Kelly, a loyal supporter of the Pick 6 podcast and the Tim McKernan Show. All right, gentlemen. I get to be the leadoff man yet again. I think we're looking at four or five weeks in a row, uh, Gangster Pete. Uh, and, <laughs> and, and, we're, and we're starting. Kiss of death right there. Well, I mean, I mean, man, you are hot, Tim. I mean, you are heating up. I like that because you, you were all over my picks last week. <laughs> oh, I don't like the Arkansas pick. Oh, I don't like. But I have to say, in fairness, I was all over your Patriots pick. Don't you think this past Sunday in the NFL, Gangster Pete and I were talking about this, don't you think like the average bookie who has betters like producer Joe, who all bet favorites, the square plays, got crushed with the Patriots covering, the Vikings covering, oh, the Rams yeah. covering, and the Chiefs covering. Yeah. It was a square uh, festival. A lot of this offense. Here, comes producer Joe. here comes producer Offensive Joe. teams, too. Offensive teams yep. and favorites. Wow. Uh, 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 here's, here's the two things that the bookies would have gotten back is the total of the Chiefs game. And because my guess is a lot of people were going over there. And then the Monday night game, it's covered. And that was that, back to, for the people who were. Who, but see, that's 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 one because I think so many people won. I don't know how much that really hurt. I would imagine the vast majority of bookies lost money this week, which I think is very rare. Um, so think, I'm anxious to see what. So, the, so my theory is, and I don't have any NFL games in my picks that uh, that you will see the backdoor covers of underdogs this weekend. That's my, or they'll just flat out win. And I don't know if there's an NFL game that ever. Do you have the numbers on an NFL game right now that? Because you usually have those percentage of bets, like what's everybody on this week? Yeah. Uh, the Rams are playing the Packers. You yeah, know like what? The a random. Are... The Redskins are the most public bet team this week. Really? And who are they playing? Giants. That, that's Giants. right. That's right. It probably the because Giants. they the Monday night the Giants showed what idiots they got behind the. Co the I mean the coaches. What are they doing? Uh, the two-point uh, attempt by Pat Shermer, friend of the Rammies. <laughs> I mean, just randomly, pick, no strategy whatsoever. <laughs> I uh, I was I was I was watching that actually had nothing nothing invested in it. Just was kind of confused by the whole thing. All right, uh, it's time for the Missouri pick. The number at this moment is Missouri minus seven. I have gone back and forth on this. I'll make it clear. Uh, I can use the G unit excuse. This is a low confidence play. Um, it really is a total coin flip, whereas I really liked Alabama against Missouri uh, on this one. It's it's heads or tails, and I'm going to go with Kentucky, um, and, and such a big part of that is Emmanuel Hall. Um, I think the matchup, however, is great for Missouri. I'll say this. I'm not betting it. I have to pick it here, and since I could see Kentucky winning the game, even though I would pick Missouri to win the game, you certainly would. Ha I would imagine people would allocate Kentucky at least at a 40% chance of winning the game. Uh, and if that's the case, then you get the seven points, which increases that probability. So from a game theory standpoint, you have to go with something that gives you the 50%, even if it's a flip, and so or 51%. So therefore, I go with Kentucky while hoping for Missouri winning, even though I know it will lead to incredibly annoying tweets and sports talk radio, uh, as if Missouri just knocked off Alabama or Oklahoma. But like, like Doug said today, Producer Joe, 
So that would be a major upset. I go, they're a seven-point favorite. How can it be a major upset if you're a seven-point favorite? Well, they're ranked number 12. I go, I understand, but it's a, for it to be a major upset when you're a seven-point favorite, that's not how it works. But, you know, I, I stand by that. It stands by his thing. and that's uh, uh, Yes, and I, I think uh, Doug's looking at it in an antiquated type of way that, well, they've got a number beside their name, and Missouri doesn't have a number beside their name, so it must be an upset. But, but if South Carolina back, misses that field goal, Missouri's 5-2, and two, and they're probably ranked like 18th, you know? Probably. And then Doug would still say, well, it's still an upset because Kentucky's number 12. Yeah. Um, but, yes, I agree with you on the, on the fact that Missouri is a touchdown favorite in this game. And much like you, I have no desire to play this game in real life. If I was going to play anything, I'd play the total. Um, the number on the total I'm, is 56 I saw this morning. I don't know if that's yeah, changed. Yep. Which I, way would you play would that, Joe? Fifty-six and a half. Thank you, Gangster Pete. Where? I, I would. I think I would go over just because I. I don't have a whole lot of faith in Missouri being able to stop somebody from scoring twenty, especially if they have a competent offense, and probably closer to 26, 27, 28 points. And then if Missouri's going to win the game, well, that's twenty-eight, twenty-eight. Let's just say, well, then you're guaranteed to be a winner at fifty-six and a half. So I would go over if I was going to play anything there. Um, but since we do have to pick something here, I'm going to take Missouri. I took Memphis last week. I still don't hate that play, and I think if Henderson stays healthy, the game ends up being closer than what it was. I loved the total, and the total almost covered by halftime. Um, but I will go Missouri this week just because, in all actuality, I feel like it's a coin flip. And, well, since I picked against Missouri last week, I'll pick, against, or pick for them this week. It's a horrible reason to pick a game, just for the record. <laughs> especially especially when you say it you is. think it's a coin flip and you could take a team it's a coin flip getting seven points so it's just horrible sure, reasoning so stupid <laughs> yeah. g unit comes in with the stomp i mean i was already going in and digging in and then you just came in uh well i will say that i think joe's reasoning on the on the over makes sense i mean if you think mizzou is going to cover this game you think it's going to go over because i think if kentucky covers it's going under that's their only chance i mean that kentucky doesn't have Many high-scoring games. I think Kentucky covers this game. I'm just looking. you're picking Missouri. No, I'm picking Kentucky. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, yeah, I, got, I see what you're doing there. No, I'm 4-2 and two last week, so I'm going to go with what I actually We're think. We're 5-1, and one, ho. Yeah, We're 5-1. Yeah. and one. <laughs> So I, I'm going to go Kentucky plus 7. I mean, you look at Locke, and I, I mentioned this to a buddy last night. I mean, against Power 5 bowl teams in his career, he's got 21 touchdowns and 28 interceptions. That's about the ratio you want. Yeah, I mean, that is, well, and against everybody else, it's over 60 touchdowns and I think eight uh, INTs. That's just a bad situation, and Kentucky is a is going to be a bowl team, and they're from a Power 5. And Kentucky, you know, the, I, the Kentucky thing is something I've been keeping an eye on ever since, and it's nothing, obviously, Gabe's one of my friends. I've known him for 20-some-odd years. Like, at the end of September, Missouri fans who think Kentucky's going to be a walkover, uh, that might be a tougher game than you think. And I'm going, who in the hell is watching college football and thinks Missouri's going to walk over Kentucky? You know, I mean, they won in Florida. Now there's a greater appreciation for Florida than there was at that time. And their only loss is when they played really kind of a kind of like Missouri played against Georgia with a lot of self-inflicted wounds and just played poorly. Some odd play calls, too, against Texas A&M and College Station. And that's a ranked team. Um, and who, who is, is A&M's only two losses against Alabama and Clemson? Is that right? That's right. That's right. Uh, and so, you know, an A&M... They're a dog this weekend. I know, and a lot of sharps are on A&M against Mississippi State and Starkville. We might hear about that one. Gangster Pete, you're on that one? You like that one? I like A&M. I have been instructed on that one. Uh, But but my premise is that's Kentucky's only loss, and it was an overtime. And they were, like, throwing the ball in overtime. It was a weird, weird deal. And so my point on on, on the Kentucky topic is this. 
And Joe, I know as a Georgia guy, you have a greater appreciation for SEC uh, as far as history goes. If it were anybody other than Vanderbilt with Kentucky's resume, I think Kentucky would be getting a hell of a lot more respect, and they sure as hell wouldn't be a seven-point underdog, even though I think for those of us who watch it and aren't in the Tiger Board or Power Mizzou bubble or the anti-Tiger Board, anti-Power Mizzou bubble, and I feel like those exist and they're kind of dueling on social media, the Plowhawk, of course, being the anti. Uh, plenty of people texting into the show and on our fan page being in the bubble that you would go, yeah, Missouri, you know, I know there's a lot of consternation regarding Barry Odom, but they're about where you thought they would be minus the South Carolina game. And I think everyone would admit that the South Carolina game had really extenuating what happened weather-wise in the second half. And that's the variable on the season. You thought they would beat Purdue, but it was probably 55-45 as far as probabilities go. And you certainly thought the Martin and Wyoming and Memphis. You thought they'd lose to Georgia and Alabama. And they were closer against Georgia than I would have thought. Um, based on no manual hall and how poorly they played, and they were closer against Alabama than I thought, even though they barely uh, roll tide covered. But again, barely. I thought it'd be like a forty or fifty point game. So that's the thing. You have to, in my opinion, when assessing a wager, you have to look at the process. But I just feel like their their offense. Uh, you know, I just don't know if they're going to be able to do as much as what they were able to do against Memphis against Kentucky's defense. I think that's an obvious statement, but how much less it'll be. And then what they'll be able to do defensively against Kentucky. I think Kentucky has realized they have a major quarterback issue and they're going to be rotating quarterbacks. Sometimes that's an issue. Sometimes you might have one emerge and you just stick with the hot hand. Um, and so I'm anxious to see how Missouri does defensively against a team that only put up 14 points and had to get to the second half to even get up point. Uh, or I guess late in the second quarter to get up point against Vanderbilt. So, Joe, do you agree with that? That if any other team in the SEC had Kentucky's resume minus Vanderbilt, they'd be getting more credit? Uh, yes, I, I, I do believe that to be the case. Uh, I think, you know, I think you have to be careful on who we're, we're looking to give credit to in this sense. Are we looking at the voters who are making these, that, that, that are putting Kentucky as the number 12 team in the country? Because these are the same voters that will consistently have Texas and Notre Dame inside their top 25 regardless. I agree with you, which, which works the other way. If uh, some teams yeah. had their, their resumes and they were a Kentucky or even a Missouri, so a little up from Kentucky, they wouldn't get that kind of kind of love, you know? Um, so it, it does, it cuts the other way. The, the example I always use is Kansas in 2007. That was a really good football team. And, you know, as a Missouri guy, it's not like I'm going to go out of my way to, you know, verbally fillet Kansas. But that was a really good football team. They didn't have the toughest schedule. But, I mean, you know, they, hang, they hung with Missouri. It was a tight game at the end when it was all said and done, and, and Missouri was a great team, and they beat Virginia Tech in the Orange Bowl. But it's kind of looked at as, oh, well, it was Kansas. But if that was a Oklahoma or Texas from the Big 12, it would have felt like a bigger win to pollsters and also, I think, around the country for college football fans. But because they're perceived as a basketball school, I think it was somewhat dismissed, and I think Kentucky's dealing with that same thing. So I also think Missouri fans might be overlooking it a little bit more. And so, therefore, if Missouri does lose, I think you could have all hell-breaking lose for Barry Odom because then there's a chance that he's under 500 weeks into the season if they lose in Florida. They're four and five. So whereas the Kentucky game, I think, is kind of expected to be one. But for those who, like, are going out of their way to do this thing with Barry Odom, you know, uh, they'll they'll sit there and go, well, look, he just beat the number 12 team in the country. Um, but if they lose, they'll go, well, he lost to the number 12 team in the country. I can already hear the takes on Saturday evening. So anyway, so I am on Kentucky. Joe, you are on Missouri. G-Unit, you are on Kentucky. I'm on Kentucky. 
Okay. And I'll tell you, when you said, you, before we went on air, you said you thought the line would be, what, three and a half? And I agree. I would think three and a half and four. I think that Kentucky's very close win at home against Vanderbilt last week and then Mizzou's good win last week. I mean, that moved the line, just what they did last week. Uh, Kentucky playing Vanderbilt that close made people think, this is the old Kentucky. This yeah. is the Vanderbilt Kentucky. I don't know if that's true. That's why I like Kentucky. I, I, I mean, I'm flip-flopping all over the place on this game. I hate that we have to pick it. I know we do pick it. I mean, if I picked Missouri on DMA, I'll balance myself out there. That's how much I'm balancing myself out. <laughs> I, 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 if, I had, if I had it my way, uh, you know, I, I th- like a 10, if, I could, if it were a 10, I'd love Kentucky because I think it's going to be a close game. But if Missouri were like minus two and a half, I'd be like, God, I like that. That's kind of where I am on it, you know. But I mean, as far as if you go, you can you got to bet a thousand dollars heads up. I'd go, oh my God, I don't know. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like I, I don't, I, I really, I really don't know. But it's, but you know, last week going into the Memphis game, I felt like the, the delta was anywhere from Missouri losing a close game to blowing them off the field, and uh, you know, again, that's that's the wide end of it. It doesn't mean I called it. I just felt like ah. You know, I think Missouri wins the game, and therefore I, I'll take it, lay in the points. Because uh, again, it's a matchup thing. So I don't, I don't like picking the game. I'm with G Unit, but we got to pick it. We had to pick the Wyoming game. Didn't like that. So I'm, I'm all over the map on the Missouri Kentucky game. All right, these are games that I do want to pick, and these are games that I have dug into. Uh, all right, uh, let's start with this one. Uh, Wyoming plus two at Colorado State. Wyoming plus two at Colorado State. You're back on the Wyoming train. I, Wyoming did me well before. I will stick with Wyoming. Friday night special. I love the Friday nights, except this time I'm not going over. I usually go over on these short week games. Uh, Iowa State minus three and a half versus Texas Tech. Iowa State minus three and a half versus Texas Tech. I am going with A&M plus two at Mississippi State. It is not my lock. I am going with AM plus two at Mississippi State. So we have Wyoming plus two. We have Iowa State minus three and a half. That's we, plus one and a half right now. What just happened? Texas AM is plus one and a half. Oh, it moved down. Lines are changing on this program. Iowa State minus three and a half versus Texas. Texas AM plus two at Mississippi State. Plus one and a half. Oh, plus one and a half. And I have three others. I'm kind of like you this week, G Unit. I have multiple more than six to pick. So I have to coin flip it between Vanderbilt minus one and a half at Arkansas. And Oklahoma State minus three and a half against Texas. Oh God! Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. Are you guys on either one of these games? By the way, not me. I am not. Okay, Joe. I know oh, you kind of had an I, Oklahoma State and Kansas State fetish at one point over the course of this Pick uh, Six podcast. I, I, I take that back. I am on one of those games. Oh, but I do have a backup. I do have a. He didn't know who they were playing. Uh, that's fine. I'm I'm picking Missouri and Kentucky, so I can't bust anybody's <laughs> balls on something. I'm just diversifying a portfolio on a bad investment. Um, Oklahoma State's playing Texas. I'm not sure on Texas, but so much of that revolves around what happened in week one against Maryland. And then Oklahoma State really does look like kind of a butt-ass team this year, you know? But then you're then it's like, do you want to bet on Vanderbilt? Oh, God. Ugh. And then I'm, I'm betting a home team if I take Oklahoma State. God almighty. I'll take Oklahoma State minus three and a half. I'll go Oklahoma State minus three and a half. Ah, I just don't. I can't, I can't make a pick that I have to pick on Vanderbilt. I can't do that. But I do think Arkansas has some injury issues, and that could be a problem. So anyway, all right, to sum up, Wyoming plus two at Colorado State. Oklahoma State minus three and a half. Is that number accurate, Gangster Pete? Yes, sir. Uh, Iowa State minus three. Oklahoma State's a, a dog. 
Oklahoma yeah, Oklahoma State's, State's plus three and a half. Oklahoma, Oklahoma State's plus State three and a half and versus half. Texas. Iowa State's minus three and a half, right? They're minus three and a half. Right. That changed. And then Texas A&M did change, but they're now only getting one and a half, and that's at Mississippi State. There it is. The yep. plays are in. Uh, who is up next? Producer Joe is up next. Let's see what we got. I will uh, I will start off in Jacksonville, Florida. And I, I feel as though because Georgia lost their last time out, they are being severely, severely underappreciated uh, in this game. I can still remember Kentucky beating Florida. And although it's not the former Florida coaches, it is still a coach in Florida. And I have zero faith in that. I will lay the six and a half with the dogs in a bounce back game. And this goes back to my theory of last week of teams with one loss. Although Florida is also a part of that, a team with one loss that in theory still has aspirations of making it to the playoff. I will think Georgia is a much more likely team still be fighting for a playoff spot, so I will take Georgia. Minus six and a half, and there's a line change, you said? No, we thought there was going to be. I, 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 thought, I thought Gangster Pete, was. he loves to jump in on your line changes, and I thought he was salivating over there, but he was not. Uh, so that is minus uh, six and a half. Six and a half in Georgia. I will lay three and a half in that game Timmy was just talking about. I will lay the three and a half on the Longhorns, uh, taking on Oklahoma State. I will, uh, next two plays are going to be totals. Uh, the first total is going to be Clemson. So you're, ta- you're taking FSU. Texas? I mean, yes, I am taking Texas. Texas minus three and a half. Uh, I, uh, I am going over Clemson and FSU. The Ooh, I like that play. And, I like that play a lot, then, sir. I'm disappointed in myself for then, missing it. And then, Tim, you mentioned one of these teams that I had a fetish with. I am going <laughs> over the 64 of Oklahoma and Kansas State. I like that. Over Oklahoma... Kansas and State. K-State. All right. Yep. What number you got for that? Uh oh, here we go. Here we go. <laughs> sixty-four and a half is what he said. Uh, it's sixty-four. That's it. I, Line change oh, in you your got favor. It in your favor. No, I, I said sixty-four. Yeah, so right. It's still the same number. Yeah, it's a lot more fun when you fuck it What's up. What's your reasoning behind that bet, Joe? Uh, Kansas State is absolute garbage, and Oklahoma is one of those teams that has to impress. I, I agree really with that. And, and so they're, they're a one-loss team that has to go out and impress each week just for the perception factor. So I, uh, I was on it last week, and, Tim, you were talking about that you thought bookies may have gotten killed in the NFL. I think college, college guys absolutely raked last week, too, with the same theory that I had of, of teams with one loss or teams that are fighting to get in the playoff. They all covered last week outside of Ohio State, and they were undefeated, and that was just a mess all the way around. But LSU, Michigan, Oklahoma, then Central Florida still covered and got really lucky because, well, somebody attempted a jump pass down at uh, Central Florida's one late in the fourth quarter, ended up being a fumble and returned for a touchdown. But uh, it, last week was just prime pickings in college as well. G-Unit, uh, the floor is yours. It's not like you're in last place because of a bad week. Four and two just was not good enough this past week. Well, we're going to be moving up the ladder here, Tim. Uh-huh. I'm going to go uh, first pick Iowa plus six and a half at Sandusky Field. Is that what they, they re- I didn't know they renamed it. <laughs> Iowa is six and one, and their only loss. They is- shouldn't have lost. It cost me a point on that under, that backdoor overcover against Wisconsin. Debacle. You remember that game? Oh, like yeah. It was yesterday. I mean, that, that was my worst beat of the year. They, they, were, they were up by two touchdowns in the fourth quarter. Yeah, in a so- low-scoring game. So we should be talking about Iowa going to the to the 
Final Four here, and instead they're underdogs on the road against a Penn State team. That really dicked around with Indiana last week. There oh. was some poor coaching on that. I, I threw 25 bucks on the under, and uh, James Franklin was throwing the ball up by like 11 points with four minutes left, and it was the strangest thing. And then Indiana recovers an onside kick and legitimately had a chance to win that game. I don't know what he's doing there. It's not like he has nonstop equity. So that was weird. They lose to Indiana. He's on the hot seat. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And so it, you're going Iowa plus six and a half. And, you know, interesting that you mentioned Indiana because this is a really rare circumstance where these two teams have both played at Indiana the last two weeks. So we saw well, Penn State, who just barely got that W, and then uh, the week before, I mean, Iowa beat the shit out of, of Indiana on the road at Indiana, 42-16. to 16. So yeah, I was surprised by that result. I, I like that action, Iowa plus six and a half. Uh, next, Duke minus two and a half at Pitt. I just like the spot here. Pitt coming down off this uh, Irish game they thought they had. So that that's really my reasoning behind that. Was that was two weeks ago, baby. Is that right? Yes. yes. Yeah, Notre Dame was Notre Dame was uh yeah, they want to buy this past week. But hey, you know oh, what? Oh, that's what I yeah, that well yeah, that that's probably why I was thinking that then. Well what did Pitt do last week? Uh, I'm not I'm not high on the Panther football scene this year. <laughs> Well, I'm keeping the bet. We had Joe taking OU last week, not knowing the opponent, and G Unit basing it on a game from two weeks ago. Uh, but it still counts. To be fair, to be fair, I was I was still buzzing at ten o'clock in the morning and just picked up where I left off. Listen, I've got no whatever goes on on the Pick Six podcast is fine. We're each pulling five hundred dollars in. There's money on the line. G Unit's basing things on false scheduling. You're just picking games while you're fucked up in Mexico, and I'm picking both Missouri and Kentucky. This is a hand job. Factory, June, carry on. What is your reasoning for picking the next game based on a bowl from 2006? Right. Well, I, I will say this just for the record that I pulled my Michigan State over Purdue bet for this Duke pick that I have no fucking wow. clue what's going on. <laughs> apparently, wow. So that's and I know I know why we're going to get to the explanation on that here momentarily. I, I I don't know why I chose Duke over over Michigan State. I don't either. And it, yeah. Clearly, you don't. <laughs> <laughs> but it's in the book now. All right, we'll move on to uh, we'll go to the NFL for these next few. Minnesota minus one versus the Saints. Um, Saints on the road again, so I'm going to go against him again. And I like this play quite a bit. I really do. Hell. I was surprised when I saw the number. That's a pick em now? Oh, a benefit to G-Unit. Wow, wow, wow. That's... Does, does that mean the Sharps are on the Saints? I, I mean, I don't know what that means. This line confused me when it came out at, 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 at one, and I mean... I. I, what if Justin Tucker hits that and, and the and the Ravens win that game? What's the line? I mean, is Minnesota mi- you minus, look at minus three and a half, maybe? So that's, I just think, and you know, a lot of people, I think, look at this as a revenge game for that. Oh, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, as, as a side, we were in Vegas for that game. And oh, my. We had a buddy that made, I thought it was a 12 to 1 halftime bet on the Saints to win the game in, that, that, in the playoffs. Holy shit. And so he was about to win a ton of money until that until that touchdown. Oh my god! <laughs> I was the only one in the room that had the Vikings. Oh my god! <laughs> I mean that yeah that that was quite. We a guys had a sports book watching it. Were people going batshit? Uh, we were in our suite. Yeah, that one. yeah. ball so hard. <laughs> but that, so what people I think that that has something to do with the line. People look at this as some sort of a revenge game. Drew Brees having this you know great. Uh, career year this late in the season but um no i'm going to minnesota pick them now next game bills plus 13 and a half versus the patriots this line's just too big i mean they're it's in a, buffalo isn't it yeah yeah and i think historically bills the, mafia will be ready 
The Bill, the Bills play the the Patriots okay. The Dolphins do these divisional teams. That's just too many points. I mean, I, I may still like them at ten and a half, but thirteen and a half, yeah, give, give them to me all day long. Hey, n- by the way, they got a real quarterback situation, and Lashawn McCoy is hurt. Oh, it's a oh, believe me, they've got some situations there. They're not a good team, but I mean, they're, they're at home, and I just don't think that the Patriots are gonna gonna cover this line the bills though this is the type the, the time of the year that you start looking at the the strength of schedule that they've had strength of victory see who's overvalued and both these teams have played very hard schedules um the bills one of the hardest is yeah, there... the, the bills win at minnesota in the fashion they did is one of the strangest nfl games of the year for sure so that's what, that that we're hoping for that anymore we're hoping for that same uh, thing here all right there it is g units picks her in he is on iowa plus six and a half duke minus two and a half the vikings the Saints at a pick them and the Bills plus 13 and a half. Producer Joe is on Georgia minus six and a half. Texas minus three and a half. Clemson, Florida State over uh, 51 and a half. And Oklahoma K-State over 64. Uh, of all of those picks, uh, and then I have Wyoming plus two, Oklahoma State minus three and a half. So Producer Joe or plus three and a half. Uh, Iowa State minus three and a half. And A&M plus one and a half. Um, of all of the picks that are not my own, I really do like that. Clemson and Florida State over. Kind of surprised. It's I guess the logic is Clemson's going to score in the 40s, and they just don't think Florida State's going to score. Um, uh, their offense has gotten better uh, after week three or so. Yeah, that's but, true. They're a weird team. Oh my god! I mean, what an operation that is down there. Uh, <laughs> as far as Power Five disappointments go, I don't know who would be even in the realm of uh, how big of a mess that's been. If they would have lost to Sanford, which Sam as in not Stan Samford. You even imagine. <laughs> All right. Uh, before we get to our locks of the week, producer Joe is on the Mark Hanna of Evergreen Wealth Strategies phone line. Uh, he is on at evergreenstl.com. That's where you can find him. My official recommendation is that you give him a phone call. And I, maybe I should do it. Maybe I should say, you know what? I'm going to put up just like even like 10 bucks and say, if you call him and you're like, yeah, I just, I'm not going to do business. I'll give you 10 bucks. No, I'm not going to do that. But that's what I, I'm willing to do that to you. That's how passionate I am about uh, people getting a financial advisor, and especially this gentleman, Mark Hanna of Evergreen Wealth Strategies online at evergreenstl.com, 314-889-0503. That's 314-889-0503. Get your finances in order and have a plan. And it's not like you've got to set aside half your check in order to do so. You just have an idea of where you are, and that's what Mark will do for you. He enters in all your information into his iPad, and then you can see where you are. It's essentially diagnosing your health financially. 314-889-0503, or check him out online at evergreenstl.com. His name, Mark Hanna with Evergreen Wealth Strategies, 314-889-0503, or check him out online at evergreenstl.com. It is time now for the locks of the week and the reason why G-Unit pivoted off of his uh, Michigan State-Purdue play is a fade of me, uh, and I respect that. You know, I don't know if this is now we're getting to the part of the season where we're going to start to do some game theory. You've got to make up ground, and uh, and I don't know I don't know if that's what's going on, and if it is, I respect it. You know, sometimes you have to do that. There is money on the line, uh, but I let G-Unit know that my play this week was Michigan State minus one and a half against Purdue, he struck Michigan State minus one and a half as one of his picks and then inserted Duke and then made up a reason based on a game from a couple <laughs> weeks ago. Uh, but it is Michigan State minus one and a half. Producer Joe, my logic is uh, Purdue is riding a monster high off the game of their lives against Ohio State. Ohio State played really poorly. It's not to downgrade Purdue. 
Purdue has looked like a totally different football team, really, uh, ever since being able to light up Missouri's defense in their third game, uh, at least offensively and with their change at quarterback. Um, but uh, Michigan State's coming off the disappointing performance against Michigan at home. Uh, I will take Michigan State at home against Purdue, only laying one and a half. I like that quite a bit. That is my lock of the week to get to four and four on my locks. Producer Joe, your lock. I uh, I gave you Manchester United last Uh-oh, weekend. Oh, it's time for a soccer half, pick. Plus half of a goal, and you were going to win outright last week until the 96th minute in a Ross Barkley goal. Uh, I had that game, but I also took Manchester United straight up at plus 400. And, uh, oh, that has to there, hurt. That has to smart. It would be a, it does, you know, uh, but we're going to go back down the Manchester United path this weekend. They are facing Everton on Sunday morning. Mm. I'm going to go over over the two and a half, minus 120, so it's still within our realm of play. We're all safe here. We got it minus, minus 115 two. now, so you're all good. Oh, wow. Even better. Uh, over the two and a half goals of Manchester United and Everton on Sunday morning as I attempt to start a streak with my, uh, I am my going to go put week. that in because I forgot to put in your thing last week, and then I got up at like 7.30, and and uh, they were already out there on uh, G-Unit. They call it a pitch. They were already out there on the pitch. <laughs> so i got to go make sure I put it in now to bet it. Yeah, if you, if you woke up at that time, you would have probably seen Chelsea up one to nothing. Oh, that's assuming I would have watched it. Uh, well, I mean, Anthony Martial, two goals, United rolling along. <laughs> you can sell it as much as you want. I was going to watch it. I love that bloke. I love him. I, let's see what we got here. I'm trying to find producer Joe's play. All right, there it is. Over two and a half. Cash is going on it right now. Unit. There it goes. Out the door. Out the door it goes. All right, producer Joe's on over of Manchester United and Everton. Uh, G Unit, where are you going? Because, I mean, two and five on locks of the week. I know you'd like to write that ship. Yeah, this is a really. Oh, by the way, I wanted to mention. Oh, is this another excuse? This is, well, this goes back to that A and M pick that, that uh, gangster really liked. Dan, you pick. Uh-huh. That's number one public of the week. A and M's number one public. Yeah, which I I thought oh, it would crap. be. A, it was a sharp pick too, but maybe it can be a sharp pick and a public pick, can it? I mean, oh, it can. It can. That's just surprising like to me. hear that. It's, it's number one. Mm. Yeah. Uh, my lock of the week: 49ers minus one at the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, like I'd mentioned before, strength is scut- seeing who's getting, um, more credit than they deserve and vice versa. 49ers, their, their average winning percentage of teams have played 638 wow. uh, and they have had some, um, some tough competition. Arizona just can't win. They're terrible. I kind of like watching them play just because they're so bad. Though. <laughs> you enjoy watching that. <laughs> Makes you feel like the Rams are still here. Their rush is terrible. A boring team. You know, they beat. They're what? The rush is terrible? Yeah. Arizona's one win came against the 49ers, which is a bit scary. But at the same time, I don't I don't know if they're going to win again. In that game, there was a lot of turnovers for the 49ers. So that's just kind of one of those things that the ball bounces one way or the other. 28-18, I expect this to kind of be a blowout. You expect a variance correction, it sounds like. So G-Unit uh, will be the only person watching the 49ers in Arizona play in St. Louis. 49ers minus one. Producer Joe's on the over of Manchester United and Everton at two and a half, and I'm on Michigan State minus one and a half. I mean, last week, these three picks combined to go 14 and four, and if we would have started this podcast 14 and four, people would be like, hey, you got to listen to this pick six podcast. These guys know what they're doing, but in reality, people just know lightning struck twice in the same spot last week, and I'm sure people are still fading us. Joe, you like it last week, though, that we did so well and people were fading us, and they got really <laughs> jolly well fucked. Well, I will tell you, I uh, 
I may have tweeted once last week, uh, but I didn't really pay any attention to the outside world until I got back to the United States and I saw that somebody had decided to tweet at you and I or the show or whatever it is because you guys tweet out, hey, the podcast is live. That's right, that's right. And, and uh, some hunchback, something or other. Said, hunchback uh, of Von Castle, well, probably. Uh, maybe. That may have been what it was. You know, ah, I felt so good about the under, and now that producer Joe's on the over of the Missouri game, I feel even better. And uh, I think then I checked the score, and it was damn near close to covering at that point on the over. And so You felt good I, about uh, that. You I, liked it. You liked that you were winning and that he was losing. Yeah, it made it all I mean, the sweeter. Yeah, a little bit. I mean, I'm sure it was all in fun, and hell, I don't care. But it... Uh, you know, I think we've been fairly straightforward in the fact that we don't know what we're we've doing. Been garba- Correct, and we've been garbage <laughs> all year, and you'd be silly to try and tail any of us. I was but surprised because one- I did have an exchange with a guy, and he goes, well, I just thought, you know, the fact that you aren't doing that well. And I go, I don't know what I'm doing. Just because I guess a couple of them right does not mean, like, I have some inside work. I truly have no clue what I'm doing. I really loved Clemson last week, minus 17 and a half. And I had a reason for it, but I also really love the under on the Chiefs and the Patriots the week before, and it didn't even come close to covering. So don't listen to us. Gangster Pete, you were mad that you what went you were gonna bet Purdue and then some Ohio State fan talked you out of it and then it, it screwed you up. Well no, I bet it, but they talked me into taking that over. Oh and then I they see. needed like forty points in the fourth quarter and something. So you got, got the backdoor cover. Yeah. yeah. So uh, yeah, the official the official position of the Pick Six podcast is do not listen to us. We do not know what we are doing. We are in here just kind of giving opinions that most likely will, at the end of the year, be around 50%. One of us might be like at 52 or 53. The other might be at 48, 47, something along those lines. You would do just as well following your... Now, if we have inside information, here's the way it'll work. We won't tell you. We won't tell you, so we can make as much money as possible on it. <laughs> but I can also tell you this. I've never gotten inside information on a game. You know, I'll sometimes have people go, hey, I understand this is going on. I have a guy who gives me his picks, and this guy has been on a heater. He gave me the lock on the Iowa-Minnesota game, and I think that's the only one that he's been wrong on. Um, and so when you go, why the fuck is Tim picking Wyoming against Colorado State? I couldn't tell you. Now, the difference between me and G-Unit is I don't make up some scheduling reason as to justify the pick. I'm just being told by a guy to pick this game, and he's done well, and so I'm going with it. But in reality, he might not know what the hell is going on. It seems like he he does based on his track record this year, but I can tell you this. I don't know what the hell I'm doing. So, uh, you know, it's lovely when we go 14-4, and but the truth is the coin flipped 18 times when we happened to guess heads all times, and it, and it landed on heads 14 times. That's the way that it wound up working out. James Carlton of the Carlton State Farm Insurance Agency is one of the fine sponsors of this program. Oh, can we hold on just a second before you get into it? Pitt is coming off that Notre Dame. It yeah. was two weeks ago. Well, they had a bye week, but oh, that's okay. the last game they had. <laughs> I know what I'm talking about here. I mean, but you just acknowledged yeah, we, that you just picked Duke for the hell of it because you didn't want to be with me on Michigan State. All right, that's true. You can get back. <laughs> get back to what, <laughs> and you interrupted a commercial. <laughs> okay. God, I hope James Carlton says, get <laughs> oh G-Unit off that podcast. And you know what? I do no, it in a heartbeat. No, his just as green as ours. <laughs> What's that, Producer Joe? Oh, don't kick G-Unit off. <laughs> yeah, I guess I guess we need that 500 in the pool. Uh, so uh, James, Car- I made the switch to James Carlton this week, and uh, and, and here's here's the re- listen. He was an advertiser, and and I happened to get to know him, and he handled a, a policy for uh, Inside STL uh, when my main person was not available. But it's not like he was soliciting my business at all. I would swear on whatever I need to swear on. So anything he was saying, hey, don't do it, because then it can be awkward. 
And I'm like, now that I've worked with you, though, it's, it's the customer service is the thing that I really appreciate. And on top of that, I had somebody text into TMA this week, just kind of out of nowhere. Like, why would somebody text in about an insurance experience and said, hey, I just switched to James Carlton and I saved like 178 a month. That's what he can do for you. Plus, you really will. The cat always says this when I do the spot on TMA, uh, that the customer service experience is in a different world. And if you do have personal, uh, multiple personal policies, as I do, in addition to also having inside STL things under there, uh, it's so helpful to know that you can reach out to somebody and they're going to get back to you right away and you know that it's all buttoned up. I mean, to, the, James has it in his copy on TMA. Can you imagine thinking you're covered for something and then you call up to get taken care of and you're not covered? I mean, that's a absolute nightmare scenario. James Carlton will make sure that that does not happen because the communication is going to be there. Uh, 314-961-4800 or go online at carltoninsurance.net. If your insurance costs a leg and an arm, call James Carlton. State Farm. Thank you to all of our sponsors. Ryan Kelly, the HomeLoanExpert.com studio sponsor. Mark Hanna of Evergreen Wealth Strategies, the phone line sponsor. When producer Joe decides to chime in when he does not go one in five the week before. Of course, James Carlton of the Carlton State Farm Insurance Agency. Johnny Landoff Chevrolet at Highway 270 in the Washington Elizabeth exit and online 24-7 at Landoff.com. Tom Schmidt and Salt and Smoke, the official a caterer for our Facebook Lives. Hey, producer Joe, you in town this week? Sorry, you cut out there. What's That's up? You, know, you had us on mute. Uh, did, did you? Did. did you? Uh, are you in town this week? Uh, I am in town this week. Maybe you should come over for the Facebook Live party. Oh, Iggy's going to be there. I guess that can't happen. Yeah. And boy, I sure would hate to spoil a Saturday night of Iggy's by appearing. Uh, mm. So yeah, I'll probably sit this one out. <laughs> Gangster Peter, Next you aware of this? That, that I know you're new to the program, only a couple months in, but producer Joe and. Iggy, they can't be in the same spot at the same time. I'm aware of the beef. It's kind of like Michael Corleone and Fredo. If I'm going to be there, he can't be there. That's the deal. So uh, producer Joe cannot be at the Facebook Live. Uh, Was it one instance that uh, caused this or building up over years? You know what? There, it pro Buck Swope probably needs to do a, a, like a four-part series on Swope's <laughs> picks to get into this thing. Uh, I know that it all kind of came to a head at the post a couple of years ago where he extended <laughs> oh his hand and producer God. Joe refused to shake it. But I got to tell you something. Producer Joe has done that with other people. And, and if he doesn't like somebody, I at least respect the fact that he doesn't act like he does. He's pretty, pretty transparent on that. Uh, and then also, uh, Tom Schmidt, salt and smoke of, uh, salt and smoke stl.com to cater your party. How can you not have him once you do that? Oh my God. It's so damn good. And Seth Goldcamp design air heating and cooling. There it all is. Pick six. I would love if we could duplicate a 14 and four candidly. What I would like even more than that though, is a six and 12 weekend in which I go six and oh, and you hoes go oh and six. And I get a little closer to that thousand dollar payoff at the end of the year. Jack. Wow. 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 But the, let's be honest here. I mean, I have a lead, but it's not like my lead is is monstrous. You know, it's only like ah. two or three games, so it's not like it's a it's a big lead. This thing's still up for snatch grabs. That's what I would tell I'm you. coming for that ass. <laughs> that was so creepy. Oh, cut, oh that off for, cut that off for a drop. All I, right, I Joe, thought that, that was, was a drop. No, no, no. He actually doesn't have drop line. access. Yeah, that was <laughs> so creepy. All right, time to uh, wrap this thing up. Producer Joe, thank you. Goodbye. There he is. I'm young around <laughs> just for coming for that ass and goodbye. And uh, G-Unit, thank you, sir. Good luck, boys. Uh, all right, there it is. It's another edition of Pick 6 in the books here on the Inside STL Podcast Network from the HomeLoanExpert.com studio.